Welcome to Section 420, Talking Yankees, the podcast. Well, you know, the Yankees have a lot of uh, Hall of Famers in there. Cooperstown wearing the Yankee pinstripes and the and interlocking NY hat in there. Have the plaque on the wall. But we're going to talk about a Hall of Famer who wasn't a Yankee. And again, the, the newest um, Hall of Famer, there, Fred McGriff. I did uh, go over the whole Scott Rowland thing. Again, he was voted in, uh, but Fred McGriff inducted this season with Scott Rowland. But he came via the Veterans Committee who kind of looks at players that maybe weren't voted in the traditional way while they were eligible for 10 years, but feel that, you know, they deserve to be in there. Kind of have kind of went through this, you know, previous episodes, probably more on the YouTube episode. Uh, but it kind of went over really, Scott Rowland, who I don't exactly see as a Hall of Famer. Now, his whole thing is that he has the incredible war, you know, so he's kind of in on a stats guy. I'm not saying it was a garbage play. It was a good play, but he's not someone I ever looked at and say, wow, this is a Hall of Famer, but he got voted in. Now, Fred McGriff, for years, I thought, not saying he was a no doubt about it, but he's, I felt, someone that should have been in the Hall of Fame. I just remember the era, you know, he was definitely one of the more fear hitters uh, in the game consistently with home run power, with R- putting up RBIs, and he did it for a long period of time. And if you just look at a lot of the stats, mainly, you know, ended up with uh, 493 career home runs. I mean, this seven shy of the Magic 500. And there's never been a whisper or an allegation of him utilizing any performing hands and stuff. So, all right, even if he hit the Magic 500, he's right there. And a, a, a career 284 hitter. You know, the last couple of seasons, obviously, been a little older player. I think that that hurt a lot of his career average. For most of, like, the 90s, I mean, he was, like, a 300-type hitter. I mean, yeah, the numbers are numbers, and he's 284, but he was probably more closer to a 290, 300-type hitter than, again, when things were going his heyday, again, towards the end of his career. Kind of hung on a little bit, maybe there, a little a year or two lo- uh, more. And, again, not being the same play, drove down that average a little bit. But, nevertheless, press the play, and plus the fact you take uh, 2,400 career hits as well. So, again, he never hit those major milestones, but just right there. And, again, a good play, and, again, one of the more dominant players – of the late 80s throughout the 90s. Uh, and so, you know, I'm happy he did get voted in by the committee there. If you look at his stats, I mean, he had eight different seasons. We had 100 or more RBIs and two of those seasons where he was in the 90s. So you had a situation where this guy could have had like 10 seasons of producing 100 RBIs. So very impressive guy there. So I'm happy for him. Um, and he's not really a demonstrative type of vocal guy. In fact, I don't even know what this, his voice sounds like, uh, but just kind of keep to himself, you know, just good ball, solid ball player type of guy. So he gets the nod to the Hall of Fame. Again, part of the 95 Braves um, championship team. Five-time Silver Slugger, three-time All-Star. Uh, so he's got he's got the accolades, got the stuff. So, um, I, in fact, I, I could definitely see him more as a Hall of Fame than Scott Rowland. You can make a case for either both of them not being in there, but um, I, I feel even more comfortable with, uh, with Fred McGriff in there than Scott Rowland. And, of course, remember Fred McGriff against the Yankees. They had a game one. Andy Pettit serving up a three-run home run. He just basically golfed the ball. So lefty on lefty there. McGriff able to uh, kind of get a, a low a low pitch there from Pettit and kind of serve it and hit the foul pole in Yankee Stadium there. You know, put the Yankees in a big hole. Uh, I believe at that point, put the Yankees maybe like in a 5-1 to hole. And that was kind of the end of that game one there for the Yankees. And, of course, later on during that series when Joe Torre used to bring out Graham Lloyd and he would eat both Ryan Klesko and, and Fred McGriff up there. Uh, but still, for Fred McGriff for a career, though, a uh, great career for him. Now, he's not the idea also what hurt him. He kind of bounced around a lot, came up with San Diego, uh, spent some time with the uh, Toronto Blue Jays, then was with the, um, the Atlanta Braves for a no- number of years, then went to T- Tampa Bay. So I think also maybe would hurt him just, you know, when you change uniforms like that, it kind of, I, I just think some writers, maybe it's unintentional, uh, but I think they like a guy who's been in the same uniform for a long time. They kind of, 
you know, I need to take a liking to those type of players and more likely if someone's on the borderline, we'll vote them in if they were just kind of steady Eddie in one place in one uniform versus someone who's bounced around a lot. I just think they put that against play. Maybe they see that person as a sort of a mercenary more or less, which I don't know if that's the case, but I think that's just, that's just probably some of the bias that was hurting McGriff as well, why he was eligible for those 10 years. But nevertheless, he got in, so happy about that. So a quickie episode, and this is why you want to be a podcast subscriber. Again, you're going to get this nowhere else, uh, so make sure you listen to this podcast. And afterwards, make sure you subscribe, Section 420 Talking Yankees, get wrap-up reports after each series, and get little cool things like this, which are not available to anyone else. So catch you next time. 